podcast number 33, where we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 reveal, a whole bunch of Pokemon news, good and bad, and our showcase games, Moving Out and Monster Train. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Solitaka, here with our other host, uh, Brent, aka Arcadia. And do you want to just. Hey, there's a PlayStation. <laughs> I forgot what I say next. <laughs> and then the rest of the show happens. <laughs> hey! Do you want to do, do that? Want to do the rest of the show? Or are we just do an yeah, intro? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, okay. that's, that's a pretty good intro. We, we could rest on our laurels at this point. We've earned it. <laughs> just on a high note. Perfect. <laughs> awesome job, guys. Wrap it up. All right. <laughs> the, the big news of the week was obviously the PlayStation 5. Uh, announce well, not the announce the the reveal of the physical console, uh, along with a lot of the games you can expect in the next one to ten years. They weren't very clear about that, <laughs> uh, but they showed showcased a lot of great games, uh, a, a funky looking console, and we're going to talk about it right now. What do you think about you... them leading in with the uh, GTA Five? Man, <laughs> what a damp squib that was for me. Like, <laughs> just. I mean, I get it. it. It basically print. It's like it's like rock or uh, where was it? Is it Take Two? Not Take the Two K. I always confuse the two. Is it Take Two? Who owns uh, Rockstar? Take Two owns Two K. So yes, all of the above. Yeah, whichever it is. It's it's their World of Warcraft. It's their thing that prints money. And so yeah. just get the thing that prints money on the new money printing machine. <laughs> but it's also like, is that worth announcing in this? Yeah, it's probably presumed given how many copies it's already sold and is still like a top 10 bestseller in the current generation, which is not the generation it even launched on. So, yeah, it, it's, it was a weird one to lead in with. Like a quick, quick like five second note in the middle of the show. Be like, oh, yeah, cool. Glad to hear that. But Yeah. Although, is, is this. Do you know if this is the first game to hit three generations of the same console? Uh, without like, like relying the exact on exact same yeah like to have like a full priced release not like a, a backwards compatible or a you know pay five dollars to get the new version like you could buy it full price for ps3 and full price for ps4 and full <laughs> price for ps5 yeah thanks thanks for the money um <laughs> i i think it is that's a good observation i i cannot think of another game um like, they've all been sort of remasters, retinkers, re-releases. Congratulations to Rockstar for the hat trick then, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a media honor. Nice work, guys. What else we got? Uh, we got that Spider-Man expansion, sub-game, sequel. Like, <laughs> I, I, saw, yeah. I saw their take, and then I saw Jason Schreier put out, like, five different corrections to what, it, what the <laughs> game actually was in the following yeah. days. Yeah, you know you need to work on your messaging when no one understands what they just watched, and then there's just endless news reports about the confusion around what the game actually is. It's not Spider-Man 2, it's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Looks like a great game. Hmm. They definitely shouldn't have fucked around with the messaging as much as they did by sort of implying it was a full standalone game instead of like a quarter experience not quite expansion, like remastered but not like it's it, I, I couldn't explain it if I wanted to, and I've read, like, half of the articles about it. I heard it compared to that Uncharted game that wasn't part of the main line. 
Yeah, Lost Legacy, and that's a, that's a, a fair comparison. Um, Lost Legacy. That's... Well, no, it's not because that also had its own biomes, like in unique uh, set designs and shit. So, and this, this just takes place in the same New York. Is this more like uh, New Dawn, Far Cry New Dawn? Yes, that's the perfect one, actually, and a game that no one's been mentioning in this conversation at all, but that's exactly <laughs> what this is. Well, there we go. I think we've all forgotten about Far Cry New Dawn. That's just been wiped from our memories. <laughs> hey, man, we got an episode on that. We you do. Don't forget about Far Cry New Dawn. Go no. check out our episode on that. Andy really liked it, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I did. <laughs> I think <laughs> that being all right. Yeah. Yeah, that looks, that looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all for more superhero games that aren't yeah. uh, Arkham Brawlers or <laughs> Avengers games. So yes. keep that coming. Yeah, I think like one of the things they definitely captured that they did also really well in the base game or first game, whatever you want to call it, was like how cool the cinematics and the action like and immersive that made you feel in this like fake New York and as Spider-Man. That oh, game, yeah. No, I don't think any other superhero games ever really done that the same way no i think the only one i had ever heard of prior to that was spider-man 2 like the the movie game back yeah. in you know whatever was 2000 that was yeah and it had that kind of open world web swinging that a lot of people mm. really liked right, we got uh gran turismo 7 was also announced uh not mm -hmm. a huge surprise well it, it was kind of a surprise to me because they sort of skipped over 7 for this entire generation and they were just like we're going to make GT. We're not going to explain what the differences is, are between that and our main line. And maybe we'll finish 7 eventually. And so this is a full release of the Gran Turismo franchise. Again, I have no clue what that means anymore because Gran Turismo has been so inconsistent in their releases. So still exciting. Looks good, though. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm always happy to have more of that. <laughs> I started that sentence and I had nothing to add. <laughs> Tell him, Andy. Tell them how you really feel about Gran Turismo. You know, they they said that they were making it, and I said that was fine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that was... I will allow I it. <laughs> Can't promise I'll buy it. Probably won't, but... Oh, no, definitely won't. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Moving on, then. What's what's next on this list? Uh, we got Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. This... You, you got thoughts on the Ratchet & Clank series? Yeah. This probably was the best looking game of the show to me i really, really liked the originals and this looked sharp showed off a lot of the power of the playstations as well how, how about you i mean i i like that kind of art style to begin with i kind of wish more mm. games did it and and didn't lean so heavily on trying to hype up the realism like that unreal 5 demo <laughs> yeah um but yeah i that that looked really cool that looked like a and i've I love any mascot games. I kind of wish we had more mascot games like that. Yeah, me too. This is like the, the lone survivor that they're still making regular releases because uh, the other one came I, out like three years ago. I think Super Lucky would like to have a, have a conversation with you about mascot platformers and mascot games. And well, he, he can call me, but I won't pick up. <laughs> yeah, I guess Crash Bandicoot's back. That's a rumor this week. So I guess oh, that's, yeah. that's another mascot game. Yeah, I could oh, play another Crash Bandicoot. I'd rather play another Spyro, but Crash Bandicoot's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but they made they made so many toys for Spyro. Like you had so many opportunities to play your own way. I did play Andrew. some sort of Spyro adjacent game. <laughs> That's a mainland Spyro game. It's the canon, I think. 
Is it Skylanders? Pro Project Athia. <laughs> What'd you think of this? I I have some thoughts, but I want to hear yours first. I mean, it looks again. It looks really pretty. I didn't I didn't play because that was the the Final Fantasy fifteen people, right? That was their uh, team. No, Wasn't no, it? it's not the same team. It, it, I it, was, it was a core studio. Uh, you maybe you are right. I, I, I know the, the head of the team left. Oh, you know what? But the Kingdom Hearts guy left. Too. Uh, I'm going to have to do some research afterwards. I'm not sure. I I like the idea of fighting evil demon dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like a really cool, like, running around. Like, there's not a lot to go on. Yeah. But the, the visuals of running around, jumping, fighting demon dogs, like, uh, that all looked cool. I don't really know what type of game it is. Yeah, that that was my big beef with it, is I couldn't get over the thought that it was just another one of Square's tech demos that, like, like they just lost control of the scope of, and they're trying to, like, recoup <laughs> their losses. That was the fir my first thought. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't think of a single <laughs> example of something like that. <laughs> I could... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I definitely yeah, I, that's that's a rabbit hole not worth looking at. Yeah. I mean it's it's tough. And that's the problem with a trailer like that is like there's there's so little to go on. Yeah. I, I can imagine what the running around might feel like. And I can imagine what that combat might be based on the fact that she was standing in front of three wolves that were kind of spread apart like it might be in a turn based battler. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know what to do with it other than that. Oh, you know, if it was a turn-based battler with those sort of fucking graphics, I would lose my mind. That, yeah, that, that would be, be really cool. Sharp. But it won't be. It'll be like some weird yeah. new battle system they invented. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Vine system. <laughs> now, Stray, on the other hand, Stray is a game that I will be going to bat for with anyone. <laughs> Because this is the kind of gorgeous weirdness that we need more of in the world, yes. as far as games go, and and to have yeah. this as what they're something that they're showing off in their you know release launch or reveal event. That's what I was looking for. To have a weird game about mystery solving cats after the death of humans. <laughs> that's fantastic. I mean. It if somebody came to me with that pitch, I'd be like, just take all my fucking money. And yeah. like, clearly they're realizing it really well. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole world looks interesting. Like all the robots, the cat with the backpack, obviously has been the talk of the town, but like just watching him roam around that in that world itself was the most compelling part to me. And I think I'm very excited about this one. What'd you think of Returnal? Oh, it, I I didn't buy any of what they were trying to sell me on this one. <laughs> it it really felt like like a fucking double A game. And every time it cut to the gameplay, it looked really janky and weird. Like her just running like a fucking I don't even know. It looked like an elite from Halo, like charging at people <laughs> with a big gun. It just it didn't look realistic. Like the story didn't grab me at all. Like like I, I like. I like the premise and like the idea of what they could be going for, but it just came across as kind of cliche. 
interested to see more, but didn't sell me at all with that trailer. How about you? you the thing that I remember most about it, and that took me most of it, is just how bad I thought the faces when she was wearing the helmet looked. Yeah. Like, yeah. it looked like something that was projected. <laughs> like, um, I can't think of what the game was, but there was some game where there were aliens whose faces were holograms that were in, like, a little spacesuit helmet <laughs> visor, and it would just, like, project a hologram onto the front of the visor. Yeah. And that's what it looked like to me. Like, And, and I thought that was what it was going to be revealing at some point. <laughs> that this was... That she wasn't really in this suit or something. But no, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. I, there's yeah. A, there's yeah, a, kinda, these kind of games are a dime a dozen, I feel. Yeah, I think that's that's sort of how I felt. It's like it doesn't seem to be doing anything new. Like there's people were asking for more games where like you have an insanity meter or something, and they were like, "Well, okay, that plus you know third person shooter gameplay. How's that sound? Is that the game you wanted? You want to run around on an alien planet in the dark shooting aliens with an assault rifle? Yeah, you want, you want it to be like Outer Wilds." Alright, I guess I'll do into that. What's next? Sackboy. Sackboy. This I thought of you immediately when I saw this trailer. I don't know if you're a big little planet guy, but this this screamed Andy. Yeah, I I didn't play Little Big Planet at all. I did not I, I thought this looked really cool. This looked definitely mm -hmm. my uh my speed for an adorable little platformer that could be fun to play with like my wife or someone who's not gonna shout at my ears when I'm playing games. <laughs> Like someone who's is not that rage, not your wife? Who, who, someone who doesn't play games for rage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks <laughs> really cool. I, I didn't realize, and, and maybe I'm wrong here, is Sackboy a, a well-loved mascot? Um, they're trying to make him be. Uh, he was in their, their Battle All-Stars game, um, and now he's got his own standalone game. I mean, there were three Little Big Planet games where he was basically in all the key art, so... I, I, I doubt this franchise is, you know, selling, you know, gangbangs, but or that's not how that saying goes. No, anyway. that's, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, we're going to stick that. Go. We're going to stick with that. Sure. It's not selling gangbangs. <laughs> it's not selling gangbangs. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they continue to shuck him, so I think they see him as, you know, the face of a franchise. Yeah, he's we, cute. I, I, I like yeah. him. He's definitely will sell a lot of Funko Pop dolls. Oh, I'm sure. It's half and, the battle these days. I like the idea of a of a good co-op or a game like this that's designed with co-op from the ground up. Where mm -hmm. you know, like some of the like as much as I enjoyed the Yoshi and Kirby co-op experiences recently that the co-op just feels like kind of a oh also we can put another person in here for you to play as. Yeah. Like this looks much more designed around like co-op levels that are designed around co-op play. Yeah, yeah. Can see that. Can definitely see that being a fun couch co-op game. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, uh, after that was fast, the... faster takes on these. There's yeah. a lot of. Yeah. Like, did you have any thoughts on destruction? Destruction All Stars. Not even. Not even one. I want to see the gameplay for that game properly, not just like random montages of gameplay. Like I didn't understand what was happening because there was cars sometimes and they were running frantically for their lives. I don't know how that part is compelling gameplay, but, you know, remains to be seen. Weird game. Not interested right now. How about Kena Kena Bridge of Spirits? Yeah, could be fun. I like the art style. How about you? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that, that was my impression, too. Uh, it kept making me think of, um, what was that Xbox game? Cameo? 
Yeah, it's just yeah. the name in oh, my head. Game. I kept connecting with with yeah with yeah with the rare game with cameo whatever elements of power. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elements of power. That sounds right. Now, how about yeah, Goodbye Volcano good. High? Looked looked like it could be interesting. It sort of had that like sort of teenaged angst story driven, you know, maybe comic styling gameplay i sort of it reminded me a little bit of uh, not after party the other game by the after party team um you know the one yeah yeah it sort of like had that same vibe but no gameplay was shown so i don't know what the fuck it is anyway could be good could be fun i'm i'm again really interested in weird stuff and people doing weird creatures and weird characters that aren't standard like high schooler or guy with short haircut with gun so i'm happy for that and i'll i'll try it out if it's good is, is the hard definitive stance i'm willing to take on this uh if it's good maybe i'll play it yeah that's a pretty big maybe though <laughs> thanks andy uh odd world soul uh, odd world soul Bob storm squad rob this this was already announced. I I don't care about the Odd World franchise at all. I don't know why this is a big deal. Good for people who do like it, though. I guess. Every time they come up with a new Odd World game, I'm shocked. I'm just <laughs> I'm just shocked that they're still making them. Same. Not that I have anything against <laughs> them. Same. I played a number of them and enjoyed them, but I just like really another one. You guys are still around. Fuck, good for you. I guess. They. Are. They all remind me of this, like, old SNES game that starred <laughs> Taz the Tasmanian Devil, and he was, like, trying to escape Mars. Like, that's, like, every time I see these, that's what it reminds me of. I don't know why. Not now, Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> now we're talking. That was a pretty fucking game. Didn't realize it was going to be first first person, so I'm, I don't know if that makes me more interested or not. It's just surprised by that, but it looks sharp. Yeah, looks fucking gorgeous. I can see why people were getting excited about it at, at last year's E3. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm definitely excited to give that to get my hands on that in the future. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long wait. Um, this is this is like a semi-exclusive game for PlayStation, so I don't think PC or Xbox users are going to see it for a little while. Yeah, it's one of the, their timed exclusives, right? Yeah, yeah, they had a few of those at the show that they didn't really talk about that bit but usually you don't at your own show how about jet the far shore i've completely forgotten what this is do you (laughs) this is the one that had a bunch of pictures of space stuff rockets taken off i wish them the best super brothers if i have commentary that's that i've completely forgotten this game okay now, Godfall, on the other hand, did you yeah, react to that it, at all? I don't know. I think I was more excited before I saw the trailer for it, <laughs> but I think it was because it was like the first next-gen game announced, technically, at least for PS5. Um, uh, on paper, it sounded pretty cool, but it, it looked sort of dorky in, a, in action. <laughs> I don't know. What, what were your takeaways from that trailer? I, You know, it... I felt nothing. I watched it and I just oh okay. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. Hot takes from the <laughs> game <laughs> off cast. <laughs> it was it, it was something that like was trying so hard to get me to be like, oh my god, they're all so badass. Yeah, that, that's what it was. It was, and there are very few things that make me in my old age say, oh, so bad. Like, oh, that's so fucking cool. So gnarly, man. Whoa. Oh, I'm so fucking awesome, man. You can run around and, like, punch people with your fucking god arms. Whatever. Yeah. Look how shiny their fucking armor is. It's so heavy. How can they even walk? Fucking thugs. <laughs> so, like, that. fine. Fine. I-, I hope someone has fun with it. it. It reminds me of when I was watching. What was that game? For Honor. It reminds me of when I was watching yeah, shows For too. Honor. I'm just, yeah. okay. That's yeah. fine. You've made that game. <laughs> I made that connection too. I was like, cool, I guess. Like, in this fictional world where samurais are fighting Vikings. Like, I mean, great. It's, that's what video games are for. But it, it was trying way too hard to make it seem like, wow, gnarly. <laughs> the ultimate game. battles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did you think of Solar Ash? That game looks sharp. By the fucking Hyperlight Drifter team. I'm wait. I'm waiting for it. I'm happy to, happy to wait for that one. Yeah, yeah. They they got a good. Vi- they've got a good eye. They've got good visual style. I, I love yeah. their use of just like color and lighting and just about everything yeah. I see from them. Yeah. If if they just made like ten more games that looked exactly the same as Hyperlight Drifter, I would play every one. Uh, <laughs> like it. And they they did turn away from that style, but I mean this game also looks great too. So yeah. I'm glad they're trying new things. But I wouldn't have been mad if they were doing the same old thing because it was so cool. You have any feelings whatsoever about Hitman Three? No, none at all. How about you? You're a Hitman guy. I was a Hitman guy, um, oh. and I, this is one of those series that just like I don't I don't care about anymore. I, I bought Hitman <laughs> 2 and I played maybe five hours of it and it was fine it, the game's evolved in a way that I'm not really all that interested in anymore Yeah, I, I liked when the game was constrained to smaller environments because they felt more intimate mm. which was kind of like what I liked in an assassin game and not yes. these like huge racetracks and, and sprawling hotels and things like that <laughs> yeah Start but, at the I'm, city gates and work your way to your target. Yeah, exactly. Fuck me. Like, I'll play Dishonored if I want something like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, this it looks cool, though. Like, the visuals look great. Looks like they're taking a darker tone with it, which... Yeah. You know, good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the only thing that appeals to me, because uh, the gameplay doesn't at all for some reason, but every time I see, like, key art from the game or, like, new DLC with all these sharp looking environments. I'm like, wow, I'd love to just wander around in that. And I realize it's like this high stress game where you have to like do these things a certain way so you can kill someone. It's like, well, maybe not. Maybe yeah. not for me. It's basically, you know, not that it wasn't this way to begin with, but it's basically become a puzzler at this point. Yeah. Like it's an adventure game puzzler that also happens to be about guns and murder, <laughs> but it's not really like, it's not about that anymore. It's about puzzles. Yeah, yeah, when you hear some of the things you can do to, like, creatively, like, get into your target's bedroom and, like, like shove a cheese board down their throat or whatever. <laughs> like, it always sounds cool, but I think I'd rather just watch someone do that. Yes. It's it's that build-up to, 
again, like, kind of like Dishonored, where it's like there's about 3,000 tries, and then you finally get that one run where you pull it off perfectly. Yep. And you get that, like, <laughs> release of relief. Oh, for fuck's sake, finally. Okay. <laughs> I can move on I to the next level. <laughs> so true. Uh, Astros, Astros Playroom is just a free-to-play game they're releasing with the console. Look cute, I guess. Any yeah. thoughts? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm not too overly optimistic. But like, it looks neat. It looks like a, another little mascot platformer thing. Reminds me a lot of some of the later Mario games. Yeah. In, in just the way that you're interacting with the environment. But I'm not overly optimistic as to how much is going to be in it. Just because it is a free-to-play game. Yeah, same. So like, I'm expecting like you know a dozen levels and not much replayability. But maybe that's just me being cynical. Yeah, I I I think it's gonna be exactly that. I have nothing, <laughs> no argument there. We are we are crushing time right now, so we might need to chug. Okay, well what let's see. Got? Do you have thoughts on Little Devil Inside? Yeah, this is one of the cooler games of the show for sure. Don't really know what the gameplay is gonna be, but the art style is awesome. Any thoughts? Nah, not really. Nothing nothing that you didn't just say. Okay. Uh, do you have any thoughts on NBA games ever? Sweatiest games I've ever seen. Bug Snacks? Do you care about Bug Snacks? Best song of the show. Don't know what it is yet, though. It looked weird. Int- I didn't like Octodad. Nope. How about you? No, I I didn't. I appreciated Octodad as a, as a fun little trinket. It went on for 90% longer than I would have liked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Bug Snacks is just... Okay. Looks... Neat, I guess. Talk I probably about won't bugs, play it. Snacks. That uh, song was too catchy. Oh yeah, I mean, and it reminded me like how good the Octodad song was back way back when as well. Oh, I forgot that one. Yeah, it was good. Uh, how about Demon Souls? You like Demon Souls? You want to go back and play that? Hell yeah, I do. This <laughs> this is probably a top three game of the announce of the show for me. Um, long long rumored. Didn't think it was actually going to happen though. Very excited to see what they do with this, but it the the trailer didn't do much to excite me. But I'm excited that it's happening. Have you heard how much it is a remaster remake? Like what? How much is actually going through a reworking? A lot of the shots from the trailer were like shot for shot, but people keep referring to it as a remake, and there's not enough information right now to say one way or the other um but supposedly the studio that is doing it did another major remake proper remake i just forget what game they did and it sounds like it's going to be a legitimate remake but it's going to be like very very close to the originals so sort of like i guess the yakuza kiwami games where they like add a ton of content but they don't like you know, reanimate the entire game or anything too, too crazy. Right. So, but yeah, okay. not enough information right now. Deathloop? This was announced last year. I, I don't... Was that during the Bethesda last year? Yeah, I believe so. I I still can't, like, conceptualize how the game is fun. Like, that, that was my... Because it was announced completely differently last year, it was just sort of like a story trailer... Yep. I was like, oh, I like the style. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. How is this fun? That was not answered this year for me. What I don't get, and maybe I'm stupid, is if I can restart 
the day, a la Groundhog Day. How other than interface does that distinguish itself from loading a saved game? Like, <laughs> and I didn't get enough from the video about like why that's different from just loading a save game. You know, that's a damn good question. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it probably is. Probably not a roguelike. Cool with it. Maybe it'll work narratively well in like you know Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, rewinding time with time sand. But <laughs> time sand. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a triple-A studio working on it, so I assume they know what they're doing, but it remains to be seen, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Village, do you care about Resident Evil games? No, but I'm glad they're making it. Yeah. You? Good for them. Um, no, I don't care about Resident Evil games. It, until they go and they do the, they give the Resident Evil 2 and 3 treatment to Code Veronica, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked all the action-related oriented ones, like 4, 5, and 6. Um... But yeah, since they went back to spooky, I've been less interested. But I'm glad there's an audience for it. There's not enough good games like that, so good for them. Pragmata? Do you have Pragmata thoughts? It looked super Japanese. <laughs> that, you know I, what? That's enough said. <laughs> do not know what to expect, but it's it was like a little shoeless girl, and like suddenly they were in space after some weird tentacles were going on don't forget the cats like, oh and the cats oh yeah the cats jesus christ yeah i don't know what's going on with that game interested to see more though obviously horizon wild wild west <laughs> i i have still haven't played the first one i've heard it's amazing and good games deserve good sequels so you're so hoping it's a good sequel did you uh, play the first no no i don't own a ps4 so i haven't played anything ever uh, i haven't owned no. a playstation since i bought my xperia I haven't owned a Sony main device since my Xperia played <laughs> phone. Like, do you think an Xperia played PlayStation games? Um, I had Crash Bandicoot on it, so <laughs> who's embarrassed now? Oh, like, I guess me? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Is I think, that the right answer? I think it's you, because I played Crash Bandicoot on that. <laughs> the, the most controversial part of the show, though, was the actual look of the PlayStation console. Yeah. What What did you think about this thing i'm my feeling is i want all of the things all of the things in my entertainment center to be as discreet as possible yes I, if they could all look like the vcr that i owned in 1998 of just like a featureless black box with a red light indicating that it was on or off i would be <laughs> very happy because i don't I don't want another thing that doesn't stack properly and doesn't it, like doesn't take up a, a normal footprint and isn't the regular height or width of anything. Just make it a box. I get I know that that's not sexy and that's not interesting visually, but like do your yeah. big reveal and then just like quickly like, also we have one that's just a box. <laughs> we have one that we put inside of a gateway PC tower from 1994 and painted it black. Oh, and you can great. just have that. Oh, thanks. Awesome. Be, cool. be easier to hide. Yeah. It looks yeah, like a subwoofer. Just throw it to the side. <laughs> yeah. People look at this. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That, like you're gonna have to like they're so tall too, and you have to stand. Well, you don't have to stand them upright, but they're so long that they're probably not gonna fit in most things. And they're so tall, they're not gonna fit in most things. Yeah. So most people are gonna like set them on their floor until they figure out what to do with them because they mm -hmm. just don't fit. I. Uh, I, I get the feeling that we're going to get a redesign of that at some point. 
Well, yeah, like a, a year three re- redesign you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, something that, that's a bit God. easier and, uh, you know, um, like that smaller Xbox 360 that they did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's worth talking about, too. Like, there's to me, there's no killer apps on this console that are making me want to buy this thing before a redesign because they... They did, they did the Sony thing where they announced a lot of these games, um, but they weren't clear as to when they were coming out or if they're exclusive or not, which, again, like they're not obligated to do. But most of these games aren't coming out for one to two years, and the games that are coming out before that, like, I don't know if I need to buy the console. I don't feel like I need to buy the console. Um, I didn't wait that long when I upgraded to the new generation, both consoles. And that was because there was like immediately quick, very good games coming out on both. Hmm. So yeah, I I guess that's a question like I have to ask myself, not you so much because you're probably not ever gonna buy this console. Nah, is like can I can I just wait out a, a better looking machine? And it might be worth it might. just because this thing is so hard to look at. It might be. I, I'm. Th- I also didn't get like the you know Microsoft talked about like what was it putting f- up to five games on hold on the, yeah, on the new cool xbox feature. like I, I didn't get any any things like that where i'm like oh wow this is the reason that we're moving up to a new generation of consoles like yeah. here's the new cool thing that these things can do so yeah yeah to sony's credit they made this show for sure about gameplay and they sort of undercut it by showing the console because they've, they've talked a lot about the tech stuff before and i think they did say maybe up to three games can also get suspended but i don't really remember because it was that really boring like tech showcase they did where mark Stern yeah. was just standing in a yeah. podium for an hour and a half and boy was that a snoozer so i've forgotten most of what they talked about there um but i i bet they're gonna have some competing features like that it'd be crazy not to but Hey, at least the, the all digital's fucking symmetrical. That's all I can say about that. Yes, that's that's true. <laughs> if I got one of these two, I'd probably be that one. Now, if you um, could just get these guys to start selling digital games comparatively cheaper than physical ones, we'd be gold. Yeah, well, that's we're sort of moving backwards on that front because if yeah. if we're, it's going to be less competitive, then they're going to be less incentivized to sell cheaper games. So, yep. yep, sure. Hopefully, they allow more marketplaces. Nah. Yeah. They won't. Tear, tear, tear. You want, want to talk a bit about some Pokemon news real quick? Oh, of course I want to talk about Pokemon. Okay. So there's, there's two bits of, of Pokemon news that happened. There was the Pokemon Presents two days ago, which had all sorts of fun things announced in it. There was that game about how to brush your teeth, mm. which a friend of mine tried and said doesn't work. Um <laughs> Oh. There's a game called uh, called Pokemon Cafe Mix, which is just Pokemon Sum Sum, or Sum Sum, or however it's pronounced. Uh, so obviously I'll be playing it like crazy. That'll be the next game I talk about next week. And <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect. Um, but the, the important thing is obviously the new Pokemon Snap. Did that that blow your mind? It absolutely did. I wish I was watching that when that got announced because I don't. There's not many games that I like need a sequel to but like pokemon snap was like such a special experience like you just got to rove around and like hang out with pokemons essentially and take fucking pictures of them like yeah when you're when i was i think i was like 12 maybe younger maybe even 10 when pokemon snap came out and i didn't realize i needed a game like that because i thought everything was you know like 
the GTA 3s or whatever, like action-oriented games. Super Smash Brothers was a big one back then. Right. I didn't realize I needed, like, there were other experiences that could be had, like a chill experience. I think a lot of people, a lot more people are on board with that now after, you know, COVID and, you know, Animal Crossing success. People are getting into so, this idea of, like, the, well, the wholesome, the, the, the not crazy violent games. Something, something that, a game that can exactly. help you relax. Yeah, yeah, like there's there's no tension in a Pokemon Snap game. Like you might miss setting off an event or something to get the perfect shot of Mew, Mew or something. That's the worst thing that's going to happen in the game. It's like, oh, I have to replay this level where I slowly meander through a safari zone. Like, oh no. You know, I'm actually, when they announced it and I saw that announcement, my thought went to how that's what Pokemon Go should have been is an AR Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Because, like, Pokemon Snap is clearly what people want from a from a collection game. The only thing that we're not going to have is the Pokemon Snap station at your local Blockbuster to print out your stickers. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, I had so many of those. Like, that that year, or that, that generation of N64 Pokemon stuff, where you had Snap and Pokemon Stadium and the Pokemon games plugging into the bottom of your N64 controller to move shit around in. Yes. Like, it was magic. There was just that really? magic connectivity through everything. Yeah, what happened to that? Those were those are the best days to be alive, Andy. What are we doing? <laughs> Why are we alive right now? <laughs> we could have... Well, I mean, we were alive then as well. But to be fair, what? just give them that. We were also alive then. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I... I <laughs> I'm hoping that either, you know what, within a year, someone will have found a way, or put up like an instructable about how to take a Raspberry Pi and a cheap Polaroid photo printer and build your own 3D printed Pokemon Snap Station. Dude, I, I'm sure you could already do that with like the Game Boy printers. Oh, yeah. So that was, this was all, that was all like good Pokemon news. Uh, the other side of it was that was the DLC for Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. And... It, the nonsense in the poke in the Nintendo store. Yeah, you were telling me about this. What, what was that all about? So, this DLC for um for uh, sword, sword and Shield out Isle of Armor and Crown something, Crown Royale, Crystal Crown, Frozen Crown, something like that. I don't know which one is which. I don't know which one goes to which. <laughs> the the eShop on the Switch will allow you to buy the DLC for the game you don't have. So if you have Pokemon Sword, you can buy the DLC for Pokemon Shield because obviously these are two different packages because Nintendo does not want to miss out on the money from those people who buy both. Because this scam with Pokemon continues to go on every generation <laughs> and we're just fine with it. There's no need to do this anymore, but we're all still doing it and we're fine with it. So, you can buy the wrong DLC, and you can't return it, and their solution to this has been basically putting a message on the thing that, on the eShop that says, make sure you're buying the right DLC, and right. it's, like, it's so close to being, like, a scam, just a scam. <laughs> my, my only question is, how are they getting away with this? Why is, why is everyone not burning their switches to the ground over this because nintendo 
operates in a pocket dimension where people like, <laughs> as we were talking about, like they, they are just a coddled rich child where like they just <laughs> affluenza for sure. They've taken all the crayons and they've drawn all over the living room wall. And wow, what a precocious and inventive and artistic young child you are. <laughs> no, they just ruined the wall. <laughs> like, great. Two years, but like that'd be cute if they were two years old. But Nintendo's not two years old. Nintendo is a teenager at this point. And you're like, oh, what a what a fun, interesting thing you did. No, stop it, S- stop it. <laughs> no, I I if Valve, because I, 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 I'm 99 sure you can't buy DLC for games you don't own on Steam or the Epic Game Store. I believe you can on both the console uh, marketplaces, um, but they also have pretty lenient return policies. Like, you can auto-return things on Xbox for 14 days. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, the fact that there, there's no return policy is the grossest part to me. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand how they're doing this. I don't understand how people aren't more upset about this. Because th- this is going to, for a game made for children a kid's game where presumably they're not able to buy these things themselves. They need to talk to an adult, a parent or guardian and get them to buy it for them. Yeah. That there is a very good chance that some parents are going to buy the wrong one. And now, sorry, like that was your game's budget. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to buy you another DLC. I just bought it for you. Come Christmas. Maybe you can actually have that DLC. Yeah. By then, another Pokemon will be announced, so you won't know what to do with yourself. And I've also heard that there's issues with the DLC, and it's not that great and not fun. But you know, that's people that I talk to. Great. That's not necessarily real. Well, check check out our episode where I cover uh, Pokemon Shield. And uh, <laughs> last year, uh, I don't think I was overly thrilled with the game myself as a longtime Pokemon fan. No, well, you know, so I don't think the DLC is going to be enough to bait me back. For example, you you ready to talk about our our big game games, our showcase here? Yeah, let's do it. Want to tell us a little about moving out? Sure, moving out's a janky physics game where you're moving things into a truck. You work for a moving company. You can customize your character. All all sorts of cute colors and heads. I mainly played as a dog wearing an astronaut hat. It's pretty fucking dope. I got a nice like uh, <laughs> uh, German Shepherd like coloring to him, but you can do a lot of different stuff. But it, it, its main appeal seems to be that it's uh, it, it functions really well as a couch co-op game or a multiplayer game. Multiplayer co-op where you can just grab onto another side of the couch, lift this heavy thing, and just sort of shout at your buddy and figure out the best ways to get things downstairs before the time runs out. Hey, now, am I having a stroke, or did you already play a janky physics-based game about bringing things from one place to another? <laughs> well, you may be having a stroke. I can't speak for that, but I did. <laughs> okay. I played too many this year, it seems, but... This, this is definitely the better of the two. Um, shout out to Unreliable Delivery Service. That game was objectively not fun for me. Uh, check out that episode as well. I've done three shout outs for previous episodes. I'm going to stop doing that. Um, this, this handles a lot better. It's not that comfortable. I played it mainly on PC. Um, 
So there's like there's like a charming jank to it. I think I used that term when I talked about that previous game that shall not be mentioned again. Um, <laughs> it's like the whole world is like a bit more be- more well realized. They didn't look at uh, Goat Simulator as like you know the 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 top of the mountain for janky physics games. They they saw an opportunity to to build this physics game and they made it really charming. They leaned off the physics a little bit like there's there's different physics settings that you can set i actually turned on a lot of the assists because i played mostly single player um which made it a lot more fun honestly but overall like the motion's a little bit tricky on a keyboard and mouse like holy crap it was tricky and i couldn't figure out why i couldn't use a controller on my pc but it just didn't let me that's weird yeah yeah, there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor. Here's some quotes I wrote down. Ooh. I, I hope they bought insurance. Or, <laughs> you're injured, not sick. We don't get injury days off. We also don't get sick days. So that's the type of humor you can expect from moving out. I probably didn't do it much justice, but it's it's a lot of stuff like that. Like, you're, you're throwing boxes. The boxes are bra- will break. If it's a fragile bra- box and you break it, think you fail i never actually did that i wasn't stupid enough to throw them but all the light stuff you can throw out the window and into the truck which was always fun though the throwing mechanic was a little bit like too janky for me just because i couldn't aim well i guess yeah i I, any questions i think i've covered most of it (laughs) how long does a level take because i'm picturing like very quick levels fairly quick so the levels are based they'll give you like medals based on time and the average time is probably like six minutes i'd say for a gold medal um so you could take a little bit longer obviously if you're not as quick or putting on assists like i did to enjoy myself one gripe i'll note while noting that there's gold medals is that for some reason they they have like challenges associated with every level but they don't unlock till you beat the level but you can still like beat a challenge even though they're invisible so it really begs the question why why are you hiding them just just show them to me so if i have spare time i can maybe try and accomplish them like if i'm running out of time like maybe i'll just go for the gold medal and try again next time but it was always like oh i could have easily done that with time to spare if i knew that was a challenge but i didn't know it was a fucking challenge so (laughs) until after i beat the level that's, that's a weird way to kind of it almost sounds like unintentionally pad out gameplay just through bad UI design yes that, that's exactly what it felt like it's like I, I probably could have beaten that level once and for all in one go gold medal fucking gotten all three challenges done and been whammo blammo but that never happened by accident I've only gotten one challenge done by accident some of them are challenging so you might need to do separate playthroughs for sure but most of them can be done on a normal like first run huh that's doesn't speak much to the challenge of it or like i feel like challenges should be something that require multiple like i'm thinking back to the way that they used to do the challenges in the tony hawk pro skater games where like the way that they were designed they were almost mutually exclusive yes you couldn't possibly do these two in the same run just because they require you to spend more than half the amount of time in different parts of the level. Yeah, exactly. And there definitely are challenges like that in the okay. game, but not not by and large, they they are not like that. Now, 
This game makes me think a little bit of the Overcooked games. Did you ever play those? I didn't, but there's definitely like a similar art style. Uh, well, they look a bit alike. The reason I, I, I'm thinking of them is, is not even like visually what they look like, but just because they seem like the kind of game that is more fun couch call the worse you are with friends who are equally bad at it yeah like it's it's a game that is almost better failing than succeeding yeah i I think my my biggest regret with this game was not giving it the co-op time that it deserved because it seemed like it would be fun like there's a lot of big objects that like would be really tricky to get downstairs with the second person but without assists on, like, it's incredibly difficult alone. So it'd be, like, a nice challenge with two people. So, yeah, I won't speak too much to that, but saying that it, it seems like it would handle, or it would be a tremendous amount of fun. Okay, that's good to know. Because um, I, I've got a, a group that really enjoyed Overcooked, and that seems like that would be a good fit for them yeah i think it's only two people so i don't know if eh, maybe it's just something you throw on at a party and just have a couple people you know slamming brews behind the couch while two people are you know slamming boxes into a truck you, you've been washing my ring cams again to see how my parties go haven't you oh well, yeah you shouldn't have given me your password 100 percent what what my my social love gatherings are like <laughs> I'm, I'm most intrigued by how your your child is always drunk at these parties. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I can't get him to play rock band unless he's knocked back a couple. <laughs> oh, that's a vibe. He's just, he's just too self-conscious to do the singing. <laughs> if, you haven't, if you haven't heard a four-year-old sing Ace of Spades, you haven't lived, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Why is that not a thing? Oh, Andy, what are you doing to me? Get that on. Get that on paper. Yeah, let, let me see. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go wake him up and see if he knows the words to John the Fisherman. Hold on. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So th- this this moving out game. Did you beat it? Did you, did you get an idea of how long it is? Um, it's fairly long. I'd say it's like ten hours. I didn't beat it. I didn't really come close. I'd done a lot of. They have like special challenges. Um that are not the same challenges I was talking about, but they'll be like sort of events. Like the first one was basically you were in a plane and you had to throw boxes into a moving truck. So they have some of those too that you are gated behind story progress. But there's there's quite a lot of levels. I, I want to say there were 30 levels. Um, I think I did like 20 of them and I went back and did a few more after that to try and mop up some challenges and frankly i just didn't give myself enough time to play more but i did enjoy the game even on single player um especially with the assists on because it's fucking tricky without them alone (laughs) but yeah yeah it's it's a pretty relaxing game um special shout out to the music the music is incredibly good it's got like this peppy like like late 90s uh instructional video vibe to the whole thing so like you'll you'll really enjoy just just sort of driving around like even if you're not doing the moving like just leaving the music up in the background is a nice soothing thing to do well that's that's a good sign because it's always kind of hit or miss with those games you know, those kind of physics games because sometimes you get a really good soundtrack and other times you get that like 30 second goofy cartoony loop that just keeps playing over and over again yeah yeah that the the goat simulator song that's like meh, 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 meh. like that's, that's 100% what i was head. thinking of yep will never leave my brain and i am not happy for that 
yeah. overall experience positive i wish i wish i had more time to play it but ironically i am myself moving out soon <laughs> so it's a bit of an abbreviated review slash impression slash whatever we call these showcase i guess i'll go with that is there anyone that you would uh, recommend it to um yeah yeah you you might have fun playing these games with your girlfriends um people people that are stuck inside looking for a good co-op game to play um you may enjoy it playing it solo i would recommend turning the assists on so you can actually enjoy yourself because it's still plenty janky even with the assists on um yeah the, the younger crowd for sure um not not hardcore gamers obviously it's not it's not a ridiculous laugh out loud style game like goat simulator is um but it's it's a charming game hmm. so if all that sounds appealing to you then this game is for you Cool, good to know. Shall we talk about Monster Train? Yeah, let's talk about Monster Train. Uh, so to talk about Monster Train, you have to talk a little bit about Slay the Spire. Slay the, Yay. Sp Slay the Spire was our true official game of the year last year. Uh, I think I remember <laughs> we started our, our game of the year episode by just giving it to Slay the Spire and saying that whoever won that, broke <laughs> that breakdown would be technically the second runner-up. <laughs> because That's fair. I can live with that. Yeah, Slay the Spire was the best game that came out last year, even though it had been in early access before then. Um, Slay the Spire is an incredible game. Uh, I think you and I both uh, main Silent, right? I played. I played. I, I, I switched around. I think I mained um, the Warrior probably a bit more. I have him and the highest uh, ascent level. I think I'm like twelve or something with him. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm. I'm. I'm not saying that like a like. Oh yeah. I'm, it's pretty good. I'm 17. Like, no, nah, I'm garbage. <laughs> well, what are you then, Andy? I think, tell, tell me how I trash think I am. Warrior Ascension, I'm at four. And oh. Silent, I'm at six. And then okay. the other two, I'm at nothing because I'm garbage at Defect <laughs> and Witch or whatever she's called. Yeah, Watcher. Watcher, Watcher. that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> hot garbage. I'm too dumb for those. Watcher is fucking hard. Yeah. I'm not smart enough to, to plan ahead like that. Yeah, but defect is so fun though. Defect anyway, is so good. I mean, we could we could sit here and just do a Slay the Spire cast. And yes, next time. Uh, th there's so much to talk about the Slay the Spire. I have a friend of mine who streams Slay the Spire. Uh, she just really she just finished um, all achievements. <gasps> oh, oh yeah, uh, guys, I'm gonna give her a shout out here. She's Burnface on Twitch. B e r n f a c e. She's great, um, and she is. Does a lot of good, a very good job explaining meta and strategy. Which, for a game that I'm horrible at, I still it's Slay the Spire is one of those games that's really fun just to see people strategy. Yeah, because they're so fucking clever, you can do so much stuff with it. Yes, dude, that's that's crazy. She had all the achievements. Oh yeah, I, it, I've only gotten like one of those hard ones. It was it was just like within the last week. It was just nice. within the last the last Shit. month that she did that and hit her first uh, twenty ascension. With, uh, I think with Defect, and she's at 17 with Silent. I, it's fucking ridiculous. She's way better yeah, at this game bonkers. than me. Uh, so yeah, go check her out. I think she actually ju literally just started streaming seven minutes ago. I got the notification <laughs> on my phone. Um, Stop this podcast you can't possibly be listening to right now. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Slay the Spire is a great drafting, uh, a card drafting game where you draft card or you choose a class and you're going through this kind of like roguelike battle series of battles and you're consistently drafting new cards into your hand to play down and, and build your deck out and then 
you either win or you lose. But then t- next game you start, you have a, you start from scratch and draft from scratch again. I'm doing a very bad job explaining how this game works, but that's the general Makes sense idea. To me. Uh, Monster Train is basically what would happen if people who if if a couple people got together and wrote down every every idea they had while playing Slay the Spire, every time they said, "Wouldn't it be really cool if?" And then just wrote all those things down and then made their own version of Slay the Spire with all of those things in it. Because Monster Train wears its its inspirations very heavily on its sleeve. Very brightly (laughs) spotlight on their sleeve. Like, it has a lot of the same artifacts, uh, an idea of artifacts, a lot of the same card types and and, and mechanics. There's a lot of similarity between the two games. And (laughs) I, I would bet all the money I have that they these are people who played a lot of Slay the Spire before making this game. Saying that, it is a very good Slay the Spire-like game. And its differences are interesting enough that I've put I don't know, close to 20 hours into it? Mm. it yeah, this game came out pretty recently too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lot of fun. It, and it, it's, uh, it, it's There's enough different that it, it, I feel like it's worth worth checking out if you're a fan of Slay the Spire. It seems like a lot of people who were previously playing and streaming Slay the Spire have actually moved on to Monster Train as just something to play up, play uh, that's a little different. Hmm. The, the, the big changes with Monster Train are rather than having one character that you're playing attacks for, you are putting out multiple creatures or monsters, whatever the hell they are. And you have people that are coming in to attack you and the battlefield is broken up into basically this three-story train car. And so the enemies come in on the bottom and if you don't kill them on the bottom floor, they move up to the second floor, then the third floor, and then if they make it up to the top floor, they start doing dam- you know, permanent damage to you. Hmm. And so you're playing cards on all three floors, both spells and summons, to build up your defense and keep guys away. And then after a bunch of waves of monsters come in, the big monster for that round, that stage, comes in and will just fight everything on the first floor until it's dead, then lock the first floor so nothing else can be played on it. Then fight everything on the second floor until it's dead, and then goes to the top and either kills you or you kill it. Okay. So that's that's its biggest difference, is that kind of um, almost tower defense gameplay, where you're putting yeah. out characters that are persistent from wave to wave and have their own health and have their own abilities that, you know happen on summon or happen when you play another card or happen every turn or something like that yeah are there any other tower defense mechanics to the game or is it just play a creature on floor one two or three um there's kind of like you can send people further up or down which is kind of tower defensey like knocking them back down the path and sometimes things will get spawned further up a path, or things will have the ability to just skip over the second floor entirely. But it's it's okay. mostly tower defensey in just like if you imagine like a tower defense that there's really only three spots to play things. Well, yeah. actually, no. You, there's kind of as well on at each floor. There's an idea of who 
he's at the front of the offense and defense and then behind them. Okay. So the person at the front is the one that's taking the the brunt of the attack damage and then, you know, further back on. Yeah. And then the person at the front of the defense is taking the fur and then further back on as well. So there's some playing around with that as well. Okay. Are are there a lot of waves? Um God, maybe five or six per. Okay. They get they get a little more and each one will come in with you know, between one and five guys that are, you know, sometimes it's it's some tank at the front and then a couple of healers and a ranged guy, and you kind of have to play through, you know, play yourself out. Or play out your strategy to try and keep them from moving to the second floor, third floor, and, yeah. and getting up there. Or one of the interesting things they do is that they have the you know this idea of classes like you kind of have in Slay the Spire, but you have your main class and then you have, like, the assist class, where... No. You have some cards from that second class in your deck. Boy, now you're talking my language. Yeah, like so old school Final Fantasy kind, game. You can kind of like, all right, my main guy is going to be this tank class, you know, the, the the big damage dealer. But my, my I'm going to get the secondary one with the 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 healing class to get some healing spells in there. Not a lot, but some. And so you can kind of mix and match not a ton but a little bit to create a get a bit more variety in the deck that you're playing and and kind of tweak it a little bit to the way you like it and the the way that the the things that they have set up are very like in their case they have this idea of frost which is just poison from slay the spire it's literally just okay. the same thing um and that's one of the classes another, <laughs> another class which looks the, the um, for each class you kind of have your hero for that class you know, your main character or your main monster that's in there um and for the, for this there's another class where it kind of basically just looks like the xenomorph from aliens like it's it's not it's legally distinct but it's definitely a xenomorph it's, it's the genomorph yeah it's the <laughs> it's the exonomorph and it's <laughs> and its whole thing is like you put out these little morsels which are things that, at the end of the turn, creatures will eat them, and get, and either it'll do damage, or it'll buff them, or it'll do other things. Which, like, kind of sounds a, a lot like the defect of, like, prepping all of these things that cycle through at the end of turns. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, but in an interesting way. So you've got these kind of classes where you can put down all of these morsels, and they're just like, these little sprite characters that get eaten at the end of a turn and it will just like you can get them to keep buffing some guy out to crazy stats or crazy speed or whatever it, it does a very good job with that kind of um emergent deck building like slay the spire had where you can just end yeah. up with really overpowered combos just by sheer luck Man, this game sounds fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a really fun game. <laughs> it does the same thing that, that Slay the Spire does as well, where you're kind of just following a map. Okay. But, that, that was one of my questions. Is it like, are you just on the same train, just roving around to different points where you get attacked? Or you, are you like moving up train cars? How does the progression work on uh, like a level sense? Very much like Slay the Spire, but simplified. So okay. in Slay the Spire, you had the four or five paths that you could go on that would merge and, and cross over and things like that, where you're selecting yeah. like, next is going to be the, the question mark room or the treasure room or the merchant or whatever. Um, in this, you basically got the seven circles of hell that you're going through. 
Okay. And I think, cause I think the general plot is that hell has frozen over, and you have a, a train, and in it, you have a... Um, I can't remember what the term they use for it. But I think it's like your hell forge or something like that. But basically, a piece of hot hell that you're going to drive back into the the, the, the center of hell to light it back on fire and heat it back up. <laughs> Interesting. And so as you go through each circle of hell, you pick one or two, you pick path A or B. And path A, each path has three or four random things on it. So it'll be like, here's a shop you can go to to upgrade and buy new creature cards or buy upgrade and buy new spells or get an artifact or get a random event. And the other side will have complementary things like, all right, one side has the, the creature shop, one side has the spell shop. One side has the random event, one side has the artifact. One side has a thing that just heals you. And so for each circle of hell, you pick which of those two paths you go on, you do all of the things on that path, and then you fight the next battle to lead you into the next circle of hell. So it's very it's very cool. much just like what you were doing in Slay the Spire, but streamlined. <laughs> That's actually another thing that I forgot to mention. All the cards are upgradable however you want. Oh. So you get to places, and there are upgrades that you can buy, which are things like it is just it does it has four more magic power so whatever ability it has is just like it's got plus four to whatever that did so plus four damage yeah. plus four healing plus four whatever plus four power and then you just buy that and apply it to whatever card you want see that that's very cool i think one of my beasts with slay the spire was always that like some of the best cards in the game would upgrade really poorly so there's like no point to upgrading them yes like, you, you get, like, an attack that does 30, 30 damage, but the upgrade does 33 damage, whereas you'd be, like, like, like suck a dick to get the, <laughs> the gem cost down on the item yep. before you take any more damage on the damn thing. This this definitely has the um, has that in a, in a much more interesting way. Being able to pick and choose upgrades and put them where you want furthers yeah. this idea of creating these horribly unbalanced uh, cards and combos. Which is yeah. like half the fun of one of these rafting games, is finding oh, something that's just broken to shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like that that ends up being a lot of fun, and each each guy can be, can have two additional thing upgrades put on him, or each spell can have two additional things put on it, which is really neat. A really good addition that adds a lot of legs to it. So it, you can probably in just my describing it, if you've out there played Slay the Spire, you can probably hear a lot of the similarities in what hmm. they're doing, but there's a, just there's just enough different there where I was actually going back and forth between the two games for a while. Just playing huh. a bit of Slay the Spire and then playing a bit of Monstering because they, they both scratch the itch slightly differently. <laughs> like, and that's Andy for the rest of time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, Never needed another game after that day. Slay the Spire is definitely the more refined, more polished game. Yeah. But Monster Truck. Uh, like you said, that was in EA forever. Early oh, yeah. Access. This definitely feels like a game of just like, oh man, wouldn't it be fucking cool if we did this? Throw it in there. Is <laughs> it, it Is it balanced? I don't know. Just throw it in there. See what people think. This game's not about balance. <laughs> it's got it's got that feel to it. Which is really it, it's it's great. It's been a, a lot of fun and I think it's very very well priced too. Yeah, yeah, it's very cheap. So it's only like fucking 15 bucks uh i think it's a 24 now i think it was 15 uh, when it was like in the the week after its release or something 
Sorry, guys. 25. The, Still buy it. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. And they're already working on their first, uh, their first, what do you call it? A content pack. First free, oh, wow. free content packs. So, yeah, they're... It's, do these people sleep? It's doing really well. It's got 5,500 positive reviews, or overwhelmingly positive with 5,500 reviews on Steam. Nice. Yeah, so. Now, does, does it have the same, like, scope of types of cards? Like, all, all you've mentioned so far were the creature cards. Like, are there abilities? Are there enchantments? Like, yes. what can you expect to build a deck out of? Yeah, so uh, one of the things that, that it has is this idea of, like, there's a each monster that you have has a, a amount of power it takes. I don't know what their phrasing is, but basically each floor has a maximum of X slots for creatures, and each creature mm-hmm. takes up X number of slots, or Y number of slots. So okay. there's, there's a lot of cards in there for managing that, for managing um, power use elsewhere. There's a lot of enchantments and, um, like, just ri- just attack spell cards. It's not just creatures. A lot of a lot of it is getting creatures out there and then playing things which trigger abilities because a lot of things have abilities that trigger on other things happening. Yeah. Like, I- I'm trying. I'm desperately trying to remember the words to things from back when I played Magic: The Gathering, and I'm not coming up with any of them. <laughs> the actual proper the terms or the types. Yeah, just any of the, any of the proper terms for these kind of things. Like, Oh, no, like, is it, uh, they're not instant yeah, they're not instance, they're not insta- interrupts. No one's got horseback riding or snow-covered land walks, so I, <laughs> none of that's helping me. Yeah, it's there's a there's a good way there's a good amount of balancing the deck. I play mostly the the guy who eats morsels because I just okay. I narratively I like the idea of summoning things out that my character is just eating to buff itself. <laughs> it's it's just a really neat. Um, uh, it just feels really cool. Yeah. Feed is one of the best cards in Slay the Spire. Oh, I love so Feed. Stands to reason. Oh, I love Feed. I just, you see, even though I'm talking about Monster, I still want to talk about Slay the Spire. <laughs> Slay the Spire is so good. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad there's two good games in this space. I'm very, very pleased by that. Uh, I would love uh, if, if like, Slay the Spire likes is becomes a new genre that people are building. Oh, God, yeah, please. More of yeah, these I mean, card drafting like, games. Dr- I mean, that's a good term for it. It's like card drafting game. Like, there, I don't, like, I'm sure there were games before it, but I never played one until Slay the Spire, and I almost played this by accident. I'm like, oh my god, this is a genre. I want to play these. So, it definitely needs to be more. I've, Would you recommend this to people? Yes, 100%. I, I think if you, especially if you like Slay the Spire, if you like the Slay the Spire and you go into it without being just like, oh, this is just a ripoff of Slay the Spire, like, if you allow yourself to enjoy it, recognize that yes it is very much a heavily inspired by slay the spire game um i think you can have a lot of fun with it and i think yeah. that there's a lot of there's a lot of content to be had and a lot of enjoy it does a very good job of slay the spire had that thing of you know you play this class four or five times and then you finally unlock all the cards for it mm. this is kind of more drawn out so that it feels like there's more progression as you're playing these class combinations. Yeah. And it has this little like record book at the end where it's showing you like, Hey, you've beaten this with class a main and class B supportive, but not class B main and class a supportive. So you kind of, it like feels like you're checking off all of the different things you could do in a very satisfying way. 
Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, Slay the Spire definitely, like, front-loaded all those cards. It's like, if you literally played the game, like, ten times, you'd, you'd get all the cards for a class. Yeah, it was like, all right, look, here's the basic stuff, and here's the advanced stuff. Like, that's it. Just yeah. y- You figured out how silent works now. Here's the weird poison cards. <laughs> Bouncing flash. Yeah, just, you'll figure it out. Have fun. <laughs> all right, any uh, closing thoughts on that? No, I... Go 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 out there and play it, and and get developers out there recognizing that this is a space that needs more games in it, and preferably ones that go in weird directions with it, and maybe different art and character designs. Like I'd like to awesome. see, I'd like to see like a sci-fi one or a, or a cyberpunk one, or oh, now we're fucking talking. Yeah, right, right. Like if you take like an Android Netrunner theme and throw this on here. Or, oh, I just came. Yeah. I, <laughs> finally. Now we can wrap up. <laughs> Keep talking almost there. <laughs> yeah, it's a great game. Everyone should go out, go out and buy it. You got any awesome. You got any final thoughts for uh Game Off Podcast episode 33? Uh should we rank these? Oh man. Shit. Got your back. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. I can't <laughs> I fucking forgetting. All right, I'm I'm just going to I'm going to put Monster Squad not Monster Squad. Monster Train? Monster Squad. I want to put Monster Squad as one of my favorite 80s horror movies. It's light. <laughs> uh, I love the use of the old Universal Monsters. Great makeup work. Uh, Monster Train, I'm going to put it number three. Uh, I think it's really good. I still found Murder by Numbers just slightly more charming. But this is hmm. this has been a really fun game. And this is one of those games that probably by end of year I'll have different thoughts on because of how much more I'll have played it. Yeah, but you know, number three for me. Where's um, where's totally reliable delivery service two on your list? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna slap it at number four. Nice. Uh, for me, that falls below Ori and above Minecraft Dungeons. All right, that's not too bad. Oh God, this Google UI just freaked out on me. What the? F- <laughs> I don't know why we have to do this during the show. No, it's, it's uh, great. Yeah. I'm, I love watching this. Cause I, I, <laughs> Google Sheets so I can see your cursor moving around. and It's great. I'm sure, I'm sure it looked like a fucking like, wild animal just attacked my arm, and I refused to deal with that, and I just kept trying to sort out the spreadsheet. Why is your line 29 and my line 29 on different lines? You know, have uh, you seen that? Why are we off by one? Why? Who's... Uh, Who's missing a number? I have two 13s for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that far down. What's happening here? This is such good. Con- right. This is such good content. I love this. <laughs> Leave all of this in. <laughs> all right. I, I, I think that that does it. Nice. I'm pretty sure. Oh wait, you got something to talk oh, about? Oh yeah. yeah. Shit, I was about to completely forget. Yeah, I'm. Got you back. I, yeah, thank you, thank you. That's two two for two here. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say shamelessly, shamelessly shill and promote myself here. Uh, I just put out a new game on the Android Play Store called Slotsy. For anyone out there who's looking for a fun, light, dice-based game. And by dice-based, I don't mean like a fun, sexy RPG with dice or that Dicey Dungeons <laughs> game that came out last year that looks really fun. I'm talking about like a game with just white dice that have six sides. Uh, Slotsy is like Slingo, if you remember Slingo from the 90s on AOL, and Yahtzee, if you remember 
Yahtzee, but spelled with a Z-Y, so I'm not infringing on any trademarks. Um, if you remember that Yahtzee, that Yacht Dice game, where you, you, you roll dice and you're trying to get five of a kind, four of a kind, three of a kind, long, straight, short, straight, all that stuff. Slotsy is that. You spin the wheel or spin your slots. I, I promise I've played this game. You spin the slots and you arrange them in a grid to try and make the best poker hands that you can. Each time you fill out a row, it scores like a poker hand, like four of a kind or full house or what have you, and you get points. And then you try to get the most points you can in 15 spins. It's super fun, super light, super quick, super please play it. It's free. So you literally have no excuse not to literally do this. No excuse. Unless you don't have an Android. That's probably a good excuse. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. But if you have an Android, um, there's literally no reason for you to not have done this. Yeah. So I, I've played it. I can vouch. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. And, and it is a game that is real and exists. So it's it's Slotzy, S-L-O-T-Z-E-E, on the Google Play Store. We'll throw a link to it somewhere. Um, may, maybe online, maybe in the newsletter that we'll mail out. Maybe I'll just write it on a, on a bathroom wall in a men's room. But we'll, I'll put a link somewhere, and you'll see it. All great advertising. <laughs> so uh, that, that wraps up my shameless self-promotion here. Uh, and I have been... Solid Talker, Andy, a.k.a. Solid Talker, at Solid Talker on Twitter. Br- yeah. Brent? Uh, uh, it's just Brent. Yeah, yes. That's me. Uh, Arcadia. <laughs> um, yeah, just just like, subscribe to the podcast. That's all I'm shucking this week. So do that. Yeah, please. And that's free as well. Yeah. So you've also got yeah. no excuse for that. And it doesn't matter what kind of phone you've got. You can do that. Yeah, well, if you've got a Windows phone, you might have some trouble. Oh, rip. Bye-bye. Bye.